Welcome back. Here we go with Revelation chapter 5, verse 8. Let's go. Verse 8. Now when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures and the twenty-four elders fell down before the Lamb, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And they sang a new song, saying, You are worthy to take the scroll and to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. Out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God, and we shall reign on the earth. I'll read the whole thing. Then I looked, and I heard the voice of many angels around the throne, the living creatures and the elders, and the number of them was ten thousand times ten thousand and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb who was slain, to receive power and riches and wisdom, and strength and honor and glory and blessing. And every creature which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and such as are in the sea, and all that are in them, I heard saying, Blessing and honor and glory and power be to him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb forever and ever. Then the four living creatures said, Amen. And the twenty-four elders fell down and worshipped him who lives forever and ever. So we've definitely got worship going on here. And we see who they're worshiping. So verse 8 starts, Now when he had taken the scroll, so that is Jesus having taken the scroll from God the Father. It says the four living creatures and the 24 elders fell down before the Lamb. So they were worshiping the Lamb, which is Jesus, because he was worthy of the worship. And remember that we are not to worship angels, saints, people, animals, buildings, God tells us over and over and over, don't have any other gods, don't have any idols, don't bow down and worship anybody but God. That is it. It's very simple if we think about it, because God alone is worthy of the worship. No one else has the capacity to handle being worshipped. And so we know that God is worthy of worship. And he's the only one worthy of worship, as we see throughout the Bible. While I'm on it, we should also understand this. We are not to talk to the devil. We are not to rebuke the devil. We are not to yell at the devil. Yes, you may not like the devil, and you shouldn't like the devil. But you are not to talk to him. I've seen in movies and books, I've seen some wonderful Christ followers get this wrong and they try to rebuke the devil and talk to the devil tell him to go away and to lead no 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 that is not your battle to fight your battle is to leave it to God it's nothing wrong with saying Lord make the devil flee from me make his demons get away from me give me a reprieve help me to be strong to overcome this But don't you, don't talk to the devil yourself. Don't be like, devil, you are not in my life. I am stronger than you. I am, mm -mm. that is is not biblical, so don't do it. I've seen people do that. You don't want to do that. You don't want to talk to the devil. Let God fight that battle for you. So then it says in verse 8, each having a harp and golden bowls full of incense. So, A harp, interesting in that day, was a ten-stringed instrument, and perhaps that was remindful to them of the Ten Commandments. 
because the Ten Commandments were put there not so that we could be perfect and obey them, but God knew that we would not be perfect and obey, be able to uh, hold them perfectly, and thus we would be in disobedience. We would be lawbreakers, and therefore we would need something that would fix us, correct us, bring us back into harmony with God because we were lawbreakers. And it was very simple. He's like, here's these 10 things. You know, forget about these 600 and something things. Just these 10. See if you can keep this 10. Knowing fully well that we couldn't and we can't because we're going to idolize something. We're going to have little gods that we uh, worship, whether it be ourself or money or power or position or something, or you're literally worshiping a god of uh, wind or rain or marriage or fertility or something like that. No. God gave us the law so that we would understand that we were lawbreakers, so that we would look to the one who held the law perfectly, the one who created the law, the lawmaker, the moral lawgiver, and the one who could conquer the law and uh, conquer the brokenness of the law, the sin, which is Jesus. And so this harpers are mindful of the Ten Commandments. And golden bowls full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. So if we just if we would have said, okay, what's the incense? We'll just keep reading. Which are the prayers of the saints? Oh, that makes sense. Remember, let scripture interpret scripture. So what are the prayers of the saints? They're like bowls of incense to God. They're sweet smelling. In the Catholic Church, you'd um, at Mass, you'd have the um, incense go down the aisles, and it would smell good and be remindful of the prayers going up to Jesus. Incense, people will sometimes just burn in their house just because it smells good. Sometimes I think it does. Sometimes I think it doesn't. But the point is, it's just a visual of something that we can relate to, which is, oh, it's sweet smelling to God. Our prayers are sweet smelling to God, and he doesn't forget them. It's not like he misses them. And we're like, God, did you did you hear that prayer? Did you miss it? I think you were busy. You might have been in China at the time or Africa. I'm just not sure if you heard it. And so they're they're always in his inbox. He doesn't delete them. He doesn't push them to the junk folder like, oh, this guy, uh-uh, I'm not listening to his prayers. Now, there are ways to pray. And there are certain prayers that he's not going to pay attention to, if you will. Um, I don't know if that's the perfect way to say it theologically, but a positive, powerful prayer is one where you're praying for God's will, not your will, right? Because so often we pray and it's about our will. It's like, God, fix this. God, I wrecked my car. Give me the money to pay for it. God, I need a raise to be able to pay for this. Give me that job promotion. God, I'm sick. I just need to be healed and all will be better. That's not the purpose of prayer. Prayer is not to change God's mind. It is to change our hearts so that they are more in line with God's will. So as we pray those proper prayers, the ones that are in line with God's will, He saves those. He savors those. He loves them. He wants to hear them repeatedly over and over. And they start to get our heart straight and they glorify God and they just make Him so happy. And so here we have the prayers of the saints and here are the saints. And we've talked about this over and over. Oh, and before uh, on prayers, remember that prayers are not forgotten. So we'll look at Luke one thirteen. But the angel said to him, do not be afraid, Zacharias, for your prayer is heard. And your wife Elizabeth will bear her son 
and you shall call his name John. Our prayers are not forgotten. Even the ones you haven't prayed yet that you don't know you're going to pray, God knows them because he sees the future. He knows the future. He lives in the future, the past, and the present all at the same time. And these are the prayers of the saints. Well, who are the saints? Saints are Christ followers. In the context of what we're going to see in the minute, it's it appears, it's pretty clear to me, but it appears that these are the saints, the church, uh, the Christ followers, who are in heaven after the rapture. So the rapture hasn't happened yet in our time, in real time. This is a vision of the future where it's post-rapture, but pre-tribulation. So the church has been raptured, it's in heaven, but the tribulation hasn't begun yet. How do we know the tribulation hasn't begun yet? Well, because he hasn't broken the seals yet. So we ha- we don't have the, um, uh, the tribulation having really started, begun yet. So it's the prayers of the saints in verse 9, and they sang a new song, saying... So this is a new song. It's one they haven't uh, either sang before or been able to sing before, saying... You are worthy to take the scroll. Who is worthy? That's Jesus. And to open its seals, for you were slain and have redeemed us to God by your blood. So they're recognizing his qualities. They're recognizing the work that he did on the cross for them. Recognizing that he is worthy to open its seals. He alone is worthy. They're saying he was slain. So they're not just looking at him as this conquering king. They're saying, you died for us. You suffered for us. You served for us. You were the ransom and were redeemed for us. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And it says, and have redeemed us to God by your blood. So how were they redeemed to God? By your blood. By whose blood? By Jesus's blood. What were they, what happened because of Jesus's blood? They were redeemed to God. That redemption that made made holy. The sin was put away. It was put away for good, once and for all, past, present, and future. It says, out of every tribe and tongue and people and nation, and have made us kings and priests to our God. So, and and then it says, and we shall reign on the earth. So let's look at a couple of verses. Revelation 1.6 says, and has made us kings and priests to his God, and Father. Revelation 20 verses 4 to 6 said, And I saw thrones, and they sat on them, and judgment was committed to them. Then I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for their witness to Jesus and for the word of God, who had not worshipped the beast or his image, and had not received his mark on their foreheads or on their hands. And they lived and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. But the rest of the dead did not live again until the thousand years were finished. This is the first resurrection. Blessed and holy is he who has part in the first resurrection. Over such the second death has no power. But they shall be priests of God and of Christ and shall reign with them for a thousand years. So if you're a believer in Christ, you will be a priest and a king on the earth for a thousand years with Jesus during the millennial kingdom. So you have the church age, which is right now, which will come to completion with the rapture. Then you'll have a seven-year period of tribulation. Then you'll have a thousand-year period of the millennial kingdom. That's when we'll reign with Jesus as kings and priests. We can go ahead and claim it, because if you're a believer in Jesus, 
You're, you have eternal life. You have everlasting life, and it can't be snatched away from you. No one can take that away. Even if you never repented again, now you're going to repent of your sins in the future because Christ lives in you, the Holy Spirit lives in you, and you're going to want to do that. You're desiring to do that, and he'll convict you. But even if you didn't, you're still saved. You still have eternal life if you had the moment of salvation, the moment of justification. So you can go ahead and claim it. You're a king and a priest. Don't go around telling people that because you're going to sound weird and... Um, cocky but just know in your head you are a king and a priest that's how important you are to jesus lord thank you thank you for making us little people um, into giants because of you and knowing that we can do all things through christ who strengthens us strengthen us we're not here to replace you lord we're not here to be better you better than you that's what the devil did he thought he could be better than you he thought he could replace you and be your substitute now lord you were our substitute you were our substitute on the cross and be if just simply by believing in you and trusting that you're Lord and you're God and you died for our sins and your blood covered us and we ask forgiveness and we know that you forgive us when we do, just because of that, we can live with expectancy knowing that we have eternal life, everlasting life. It cannot be taken away, snatched away, snatched away, stolen. We can't lose it, Lord. It's eternal. And we thank you for that. In your amazing name, amen. Thank you so much for listening today. Now it's time to go and make disciples to be the hands and feet of Jesus, to show people who Jesus is so that we have the right to tell them who Jesus is. I'd encourage you to share this by social media, text, or email with someone who you think could benefit from learning more about the Word of God. Have a blessed day.